It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. Podcasts. I think there like are a few major takeaways. Um, and I'll start with one, or I'll just get it out of the way initially. Like, I thought the Browns won the day. I think the Browns won the day. Their defense beat the Eagles offense. From what I saw and from talking to the reporters, I think the Eagles defensive had some some good plays against the Browns, but receivers were open uh in the secondary. And then I thought the biggest drill of the day, like last year against Cleveland and against also Miami, at least the one day they had it. Like they were at the end of practice, like really intense 11 on 11 full field, every player on the team watching, like this is the time to shine. And neither team did well in that instance, really. So to me, the Browns won the day for a reason that I did not expect, but this is just frankly how I felt watching it. I think the Browns came in and just like played harder than the Eagles. I think they came in and they were more energetic They were celebrating more. Their sideline looked more worked up. I don't think the Eagles looked like disinterested. That's not fair to say. Like they were out there, they were practicing, and I think they were trying. But last year in Cleveland and also Miami, and really the year before against the Jets, unless, yeah, and then the Jets the year before when they went up to to New York or New Jersey and played them. One of my main takeaways from all those practices was the Eagles are just the more like energetic, they, they, the camaraderie, the celebrations, they just went into those places. Like they went into New York and just gave it to the Jets. They went into Cleveland last year, gave it to Cleveland. Miami, obviously only one day and they lost, but I still they thought lost, they lost. They lost. They did. They did. But they had energy. Like I just didn't sense energy yesterday. To me, it felt like the Browns came in with this, with the mindset of like, we're going into Philadelphia to play the, the defending NFC champions, the team that many thought was best in the NFL. And like they brought it to them and they kind of like just gave it to them. And I don't think the Eagles really had a counterpunch. So that was like a holistic main takeaway on something I was very surprised at. Like I, I don't think it's a red flag or anything like that. But at the same time, if one of the concerns for the year is going to be, how is this team going to respond to the Super Bowl? How is this team going to deal with having their bullseye on their back? Like the first mini test, like it wasn't, it just, it was surprising to me because I've always seen Sirianni's teams play with way more kind of passion and be the, the, the more aggressive team on the field. And I just didn't get that vibe watching them yesterday. It's probably hard to get up for a joint practice and training camp when you just played in the Super Bowl. It's like, honestly, yeah, probably Browns, what it is. But, but like the Browns got up. The Browns, had, I don't know. Browns I haven't made the playoffs in years. Like, what are you talking about? My point is, I no, but I do think that's part of it. And whether that's right or wrong, whether that becomes an issue, it's probably wrong. Like, it's probably better if they, they are not, you know, what if they take it uh, more aggressively and all that. But like, 
you just played in the Super Bowl. Like, it's probably hard to get, like, super up to face the Browns in a joint practice that doesn't matter. Like, I don't know. Like, I, and I'm not saying that's right, but I'm saying I can understand how last year you're more fired up for this, and now you're seeing the exact same team you saw in the joint practice last year. Like, you're, you're like, you just played in the Super Bowl. Like, I don't know. I, I understand how it's hard to get up for that. I'm not saying it's okay, and I think it'll be interesting to see how they respond today, but, like, I'm not surprised by it, you know? I, yeah, like, so it's... I it's a joint practice, you know. I think like like the what happened on day one is not going to change my prediction for the season, right? Like I actually think the biggest like main takeaway from the practice is a positive, which we'll get into in a second. But like I was just like you're right. I could see how it's hard to get up for that. But that's that's a concern to me still. Like I, like you were right. I could see coming off a of Super Bowl, it's the Browns, like you know, you, you beat them last year when, when you played them in Cleveland. Like, I get it, but that's exactly what I think leads to, like, well, you know, it's week four versus Washington, like those type of things. Where it's but like, it's a joint practice versus no, real I know, I, games but, that matter. But, I, I, like, you know what I mean? Like, but you can't not you, but like Sirianni and Hertz can't preach every day at the podium. Rents do every day. You have to attack today. We're focused on winning today. We're focused on attacking our sleep, like all those things. And then now they're not saying it, but I'm saying like, we then can't sit here and go, well, like whatever, it's hard to get up. So I agree with you. It's not like a big red flag thing, but I was, it was just surprising because I'm used to seeing this team be the one that smacks the other team in the mouth. And I don't think the Browns smacked them in the mouth yesterday, but the Eagles did not come out and like do what the Eagles do against them. Yeah. Again, I'm not surprised by that. You would, to your point, you want to see him come out stronger, but it just doesn't shock me. Like I, I can understand how, you know, where they've been and where they want to go. The joint practices feel small. Like I get it, but to your point, they should find a way to, and that's why I think today's interesting. It'll be interesting to see how Sirianni felt about yesterday's practice. If he felt they were disengaged, mm -hmm. if it was, you know, if there's an explanation for it, or if that's the kind of thing that he's going to come out and, and get on him for, because look, I'm not, I'm not excusing it. I'm just saying I'm not surprised by it. You know, I'm, I I just, that make that jives with me. You know, that I think that after you played in the Super Bowl and you come back and you do these, these training camps, like a joint practice, you're just not going to get as hype for it. You're going to, you should be into it and you should get the most out of the practice that you can, but it just, it can't feel like that big a deal. Like it just can't. Hey everyone, this is Brett Boone. Would you know it? I've got a podcast going strong in our fourth year. Tune in as I sit down with my friends, some of the biggest names in sports, media, entertainment, for a lot of fun and in-depth conversations. As you know, baseball's been my life. It's been in the family for a long time, but it's a lot more than that here. It's sort of like taking a ride in a golf cart around a beautiful track. Join me every week for multiple episodes on the Brett Boone podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You know? Yeah, I mean, I think we actually mostly agree on this. I just, I don't know, man. Like, I can't get, and I'm not saying you're excusing it because you're right. Like, you're saying it's not, it's not what you want to see. But I just can't get down overall with like the, well, you know, it's just a joint practice. Like, like th this is the mental hurdles this team is going to have to face all year in terms of playing games that are not going to feel as big as the Super Bowl. And like still right. attacking those days. No, you know and, I mean? and I, I again, yeah. I would rather it went the other way. I'm just saying it's also a joint practice and not a real NFL game yeah, that matters. Sure. You know, so. for sure. But they yeah. did lose, so they dropped now to six well, and two. Yeah, I think that did. to be fair, I don't think the players are counting wins and losses. I think it's only you. 
and thus well, the media because of that. I but I feel wonder. pretty confident the players are not like, damn, we lost today. I feel pretty confident. I will say Cleveland fans, and I don't know if this extends to the media. Well, I know it extends to the media. And I'll be curious to see, like, I'd be like the, the Browns just came in. Look, in my opinion, maybe I'm projecting, but I thought they came in with like revenge on their mind. Oh, like I really like from, yeah, from the second they walked out on the field, they were like, like, you know, like here, like, like, I don't even know this is a great expression. Don't you think like, it's more than... hot? like they were like ready to go. Not a great expression for it. Uh, it just doesn't make a ton of sense. Hooten and holler. I mean, it could be hooting and hollering, I guess. Yeah. Like, you know, um, coming in and be like, here we are. Like, you know, that type yeah, of thing. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, look, they're coming in to face the team that just almost won the Super Bowl. Yeah. I think it all applies to that. And like, I don't think the Eagles it, have to I don't think it has to do with, like, last year they beat us in the joint practice. We're going to beat them in this joint practice. Like, I don't think it's that. I, I, I just think the Eagles have to get and used again, to the fact I don't that think the bullseye is on I, their back. Oh, I, I agree with that. And I yeah. think that's fair. Um, you know, I just – I'm not reading too much into it from that perspective. I agree with you. They should have come out harder and played tougher. But other than that, I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm not too concerned. Yeah. So, but, but outside of that, so I did think the main issue on the offense and like, I don't think this is a concern, like the, the coming out kind of flat thing, not a huge concern off the bat, but it's a problem I could see perhaps like turning into a bigger issue and something we're discussing in the year. I thought the reason they lost like on the field is not something I'm super concerned about. Like their offensive line just got dominated. And I just refuse to believe that a Jeff Statlin offensive line is going to be an issue during the regular season. I think if they were playing the Browns in like a regular season game, that they would game plan to stop Miles Garrett. In this instance, they're not game planning to stop Miles yeah. Garrett. They're allowing him to just go one-on-one against Jordan Mailata. And any offensive tackle in the league is going to struggle against Jordan Mailata. I like you mean a, against Miles Garrett. Yeah, against Miles Garrett. Like, I will take one little quick side note and say I'm interested to see how my lot of plays this year um he had a good year last year and Richie brought this up a lot too like I didn't think he had the all pro like Richie brought it up all the time exactly yeah yeah. so I'll just be curious to see how his year is the fact he struggled against Miles Garrett is not concerning to me but just quick little side note you know to kind of pay attention to like on how he plays this year I didn't think it was it didn't look to me like Cam Jurgens was the problem or Lane was the problem or it just felt like they just got pressure on him. So I I had Hurts with 27 dropbacks and I had him with sacked at least seven times, if not more. There were probably two or three I could have added. Now, I will say in training camp, they can't actually sack him. So who knows? In a game, maybe Hurts escapes, but there were at least seven times where it was very clear that the, the whole team felt he was sacked. And then there were times where he like kept running, but I I didn't think those counted. So overall, I think that was the main problem. Um, I'll give the Browns cornerback some credit. They made some really nice plays. Um, I see we have a commenter in here, Sean. What up, Sean? Asking like about Hertz interception. So I had Hertz yesterday at 15 of 20, no touchdowns, one interception. The interception I thought was actually a good play or a good throw by Hertz. Like you could argue it was maybe a little underthrown, but like it was basically a 50 50 fall a ball for Devonte, and the Browns cornerback just came down with it. Like if they reviewed it in a game, it wouldn't shock me if maybe it showed that the ball, like, you know, he didn't have complete full control. Cause it did look like they were both tussling for it at the end of the play, but the, the everyone, the Eagles and the Browns treated it as an interception. Um, and I'm okay with Jalen making those throws. I'm okay with him giving, uh, 
giving Devontae a chance to make 50-50 balls. I'm okay with him giving AJ a chance, Goddard. Like, that's what you're going to do when you have those elite talent and those type of players. But the other result of that is you're going to lose some of those 50-50 balls. And that's kind of what happened on the interception. So I didn't think it was a poor decision. Again, a few of the reporters said they thought it was underthrown. I'll, I'll take their word for it. I probably wouldn't have thought it watching live, maybe on a replay. It was a little underthrown, but yeah, uh, that, so that was his interception. Um, there was another play and this is, so shout out to Corey and Columbus. He's my guy, you know, I love him, but this always happens where I tweet out the stats and then people go, well, this reporter said there was a touchdown or blah, blah, blah. Guys, I only do seven on seven and 11 on 11. Like, I don't know what else to say. So there was a play yesterday in 11 on 11 where Hertz dropped back and he, in my opinion, he was probably sacked on the play, in my opinion. But but I, I counted it as a completion. He goes, he he hits Devontae. It was a good throw about 30 yards down the field. Devontae catches that to 10 with like four, or not four, that's an exaggeration. Probably two defenders around him. And like they touched him. In my opinion, the play was over. Some reporters, or one reporter, my guy, shout out to him, John Clark, thought it was a touchdown. No one else really did, so I didn't count it as a touchdown. But that was probably their best play of the game uh, of the, of the day. I went back and I looked on, on day one of camp uh, on a day one versus the Browns last year, Hertz didn't have any touchdowns. And on day two, he had six because they did red zone. So my guess is today we'll see presumably more red zone red zone. And as a result, you would, you would hope more touchdowns from Hertz. Um, but yeah, so I thought Hertz himself didn't really like make bad decisions and the, he, the offense didn't struggle because of him. In my opinion, the offense struggled because of the uh, offensive line. At the end of the day, you don't want to see no touchdowns, one interception. But I didn't think Hurts had like a particularly bad day.